Welcome back to the Parkinson's Road podcast. In today's episode, part two of my interview with Doug Picard, he discusses the benefits and lasting effects that drum therapy has on Parkinson's, especially on mood, improving gait and other motor symptoms, and even enhanced immune function. We also tackle the age-old question, does exercise slow the progress of the disease? Back to the different types of therapies. So you also have become a health rhythm health rhythms facilitator. Now I know just from your like from class and stuff like that how much you love music. Right. And you also own a um a so like a live music venue. Live, yeah, um, where you have a different um, artist come and play. So I know, and you've been a drummer since you were a little kid, right? You've been yeah. involved in music. So I know yeah. that you love music, and you um, you bring drums into the, the boxing class to get that rhythm, so that we can, you know, people seem to move better when there's some sort of external auditory cue. Exactly. So why don't you tell you know talk a little bit about how you came to be involved in that and you know, what you think the impact is on, on the disease? Oh, yeah. Um, any chance I get to hit a drum, I'll hit a drum. And I, <laughs> I'm sure it drives some people crazy, like a poor, my poor mother who put up with me as a kid pounding the drums in my, in my upstairs bedroom. Yeah. Um, I believe that um, rhythm kind of controls us. And, and we've, we've had rhythm from the very beginning. Our heartbeat, for instance, our mother's heartbeat was the first rhythm you would have heard. And I think we hear rhythm and everything around us, um, some more than others. I hear rhythm in everything I do, and I, I play the drums myself all day long. Um, but I started thinking about um, um, how it applies to Parkinson's. Mm -hmm. Because of what we discussed earlier, that loss of automatic movement um, can often lead to things like freezing. And yes. I've had so many people in my classes that, um, you know, it's okay, let's move over to the station and, <laughs> their mind's willing, but their body ain't listening, you know, yeah. and the little festing, festination steps and, you know, and, uh, and it, it, it just, it just broke my heart to see this. And, um, uh, the other, and then a few months ago, there was a fellow in my class and he's been coming for years and years right from the beginning. And he was having a heck of a time that particular day with freezing. And, uh, he said, yeah, it's been really bad today. And he came and sat with me and he said, I'm just, we're 10 minutes into the class. He said, I'm just going to go home. I said, well, hang on, hang on. We're going to work with some drums today. And yeah. we've been doing a little bit. This is pretty early on um, with, my, with my practice with the drums. And I said, just, let's just see what happens here. So um, I got everybody partnered up. Mm -hmm. And I started hitting my djembe, which is this African drum, just started hitting a beat. And I said, I want everyone just to kind of start walking in time with the drum. And they did. Started moving. Said, use this, like you said, as an external audio cue. And then I sped it up a little bit. And they yeah. walked a little bit quicker. And then I had them walk from one length of the room to the other, do 10 punches yeah. on the person's gloves, and then back the other way, 10 punches, always keeping in time with my drum beat. And I'm watching this one fellow, and holy smokes, where'd the freezing go? Yeah. All of a sudden, he's so cued into that rhythm, that, that beat, he was just booging along, motoring along like everybody else, um, and he had no issues whatsoever for the rest of the class, even yeah. after we stopped hitting the drums. So... There was obviously a residual effect um, yeah. that is that got his brain kind of working. Um, so since then, he's uh, he's actually used um, getting rid of my cat here. Oh. 
<laughs> he's, uh, yeah, he's used his walking sticks and yeah. headphones to kind of get a beat going. And he'll, he'll get his walking sticks, he'll tap them on the ground, and he'll start moving along in time with that. So, Are you, are you talking about those Nordic walking poles? Nordic walking poles. Oh, exactly. okay. That's really Fantastic. interesting. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, because they, they they're like an extension of your arms, but you yeah. do get a... You do get a, an external cue from when the when the when, when, when the taps on the ground. You know that's one other way to kind of create that beat. Yeah. You can just do it in your head, but it's much better to hear an external beat. So, um, so I started really that really got me excited, and I started looking into um, drumming in general and how it can help people. Um, then I discovered this health rhythms course, and I started looking at uh, some of the actual. Um, Court, there actually has been some research done with Parkinson's and drumming, which I had no idea of. So I found this one particular um, one particular fellow down in the States who um, did a, a, a research study through the Johns Hopkins. Hopkins right. um, and they, they took people, like your typical kind of um, double-blind study where half the people drum, half the people didn't drum. And, and they, they had a bunch of tests at the end of the, of the 12 weeks, and they found um, really interesting. The biggest thing was they found that they, their... Um, what had mostly improved was their was their feeling of happiness and and uh, and better quality of life uh, right. above and beyond any physical kind of improvements. Um, they did the gait testing and all this kind of thing, looking at how they were walking, and that had all improved as well. They just felt happier in general. So there's something going on, um, some kind of perhaps a release when you're playing the drums. Because what we do with the with the health rhythms course is we don't just play the drums, but we do some guided imagery, um, almost like meditative things, where right. where you'll just kind of get out of your head for a while. Yeah. And I'll lead people on a guided imagery little trip, and they, you know we'll be in a in a canoe in the South Seas, and we'll go up onto a beach, and I use an ocean drum, but it has like this kind of neat kind of sound when you tilt it, and when they come back from this little trip in their minds, they they just feel so relaxed and. You know, it's just great to turn your mind off and forget about the Parkinson's for a while. And, and uh, it's really hard, I find, for a lot of people with Parkinson's to, to get into that calm state. So that's another really nice benefit of the drumming. So, yes, it has some physical responses that are happening, but also a lot of cognitive, res cognitive responses, which I'm well, just tapping into. I think that, I mean, Parkinson's isn't occurring in our body. It's occurring in our brain. Yes. Our, our, you know, our limbs and our muscles are still all fully functioning. It's the fact that we, the signal isn't getting there properly because we lack the chemical messengers to to get the the signal down there. So yeah, that does make sense. I mean, if it's something that's you know guided imagery, it's all happening in your brain. I mean, that's where the Parkinson's is happening. So I can, I can, I can't explain it or I can't define, but I can understand how that would benefit people with Parkinson's. That sense yeah. of comfort and relaxation you know it calms your central nervous system down exactly and just you know frees you up from being tense and rigid and shaky and all the other good things yeah so, that's exactly right exactly yeah. and it, it also has one thing they have found through studies is the immunity boosting qualities of drumming which which oh. kind of kind of blew my mind it's like holy smokes and because uh, they, they they use the drum classes with people who are um in cancer treatment, for instance, they go into hospital settings and they, and they get a group of people who are halfway through the treatments. And my gosh, like they, they, they've actually found that it increases the killer cells that in their body that go after the cancer cells by, by doing these. Like, and it's not just one class. They have to do yeah. a series of these classes and they found incredible things are happening. You know, That's so really thought, interesting. Isn't it? it yeah. it's, um, 
And that's what the health rhythms really focuses in on. Uh, it isn't like a bunch of people in a, in a circle just hitting the drums going crazy on a beach somewhere. Yeah. There's, actual, there's actual medical things happening. <laughs> medical yeah. things, that's right. <laughs> you know what I mean? But things yeah. are things are really help, are happening. And they're, it, like it's, it's still a kind of a new, um, they're still discovering all, all, you know, the real qualities of uh, benefits of what are happening. But those are the big things I'm noticing. And, and uh, the doctor's name is Barry Bittman and he's um, out of the States and he is the one that started this program and, and uh, he is all about the research and getting it. So now you can find, you can go online and, and find yeah. out about the health benefits of drumming. It's amazing. I'll have to look that up and I'll post the links in the, um, yeah. in the description See, of this podcast. No one's really equated it to Parkinson's specifically, which is my big goal is to develop yeah. a curriculum using the drumming um specifically for Parkinson's symptoms and I'd love to develop it and be able to um, take it all over the place mm-hmm. and help people to, you know, their own communities to, to use the drums, um, using you kind of using the health rhythms protocol, but, but also adapting it to Parkinson's and there's so many different, you know, the, the sky's the limit for, for is for um, the application that you could use the drums for. Yeah. It's just one more therapy, right? It's one yeah. more thing. It's not going to say, okay, well forget about everything else. Yeah. You know, the more the better, right? And this is one, one more thing because everybody has to do something. Yes. You know, you've got to fight the disease like you are. Yeah. You got to find your niche. Find find the thing that's going to work for you. Rock steady doesn't work for lots of people. Power moves doesn't work for lots of people. But you've got to be proactive. That's the one unfortunate thing with Parkinson's. Is you can't sit on the couch. You yeah. gotta get off the couch. And you cannot sit. And, yeah. Well, That's you can sit on the couch and play your. Do tend to do the best. Yeah, you can sit on the couch and play your drums. <laughs> oh, are you still there? I'm here. You okay. froze for a sec. <laughs> yeah. So did you? It must be something in the. Um, oh my! It says my internet connection is unstable. Hopefully that fixes itself. Okay. So, um, so you do you teach not only um, exercise based therapies, but you have. Um, you know, other, other type therapies. Um, how do you feel about exercise as a tool in slowing the symptoms? Like, do you, have you seen change? Like, have you seen, do you think that it slows it down or what do you think mm-hmm. is happening? That's the, that's the million dollar question, $6 million question. Yeah. Um, Cause a, a lot of researchers say that it, it doesn't actually slow the disease down. Now they say that it does slow the symptoms mm-hmm. down. Um, it's, Okay, there's, there's above and beyond having Parkinson's. These are all regular, normal people that come in, and they right. all have they all have bodies, all these systems. So yeah. you have a cardiovascular system, you know, yeah. on and on. You've got yeah. all these things. So I think anybody, despite you know whether having a having a chronic illness or not, is going to feel better mm-hmm. if they get active. I mean, that, yeah. that they eat better and they get exercising on a regular basis. So. I think everybody who take who has perhaps has been sedentary, like maybe you were before you got Parkinson's for a while, um, you're going to feel better if you start exercising above yeah. and beyond having Parkinson's. So the big question is, are you, you know, is the exercise you're doing making you feel better in your, within your symptoms? Um, and I would say if you talk to most of the people that come to Rocksteady, it would probably be a resounding yes. Yeah. Um, and the, the, the proof's in the pudding. If you walked into my class in Parksville, for instance, um, you would have a hard time accepting the fact that the people you're seeing have Parkinson's. 
And that's always the biggest compliment to me when I see people coming into class and, and they're looking at, okay, well, who, who has Parkinson's here? Yeah. Everybody. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's great. Yeah. And um, they don't look like people with Parkinson's. They look like a bunch of people having fun exercising in a room together. Um, yeah. So specifically, I think the big thing that really happens, ha- happens is, is the gait changes. Mm-hmm. They take bigger steps. They're walking in a much more natural um, type of way. Um, also, their, their overall strength really improves. Balance is a huge one, I noticed, because we're always yeah. moving in different directions. And um, even, just the, even just being in a boxer stance and hitting a heavy bag, mm-hmm. it takes a lot of balance to do that. Yeah, it does. So, yeah, so those are some of the things that I really noticed, um, the gait especially. Um, agility, their ability to move in, in forward, backwards, any direction um, really mm-hmm. improves. And, um, you know, those are some of the big ones I noticed. We also do a lot of... Um, like calling out like one, two, three, counting your punches. So um, we really try to focus on, on um, vocal strength because yeah. uh, as you know, it can be such a um, common thing with people with Parkinson's is uh, the, the quiet voice That's that they're not even aware of. And so their partners are always saying, speak up. And they said, I am. And they get yeah. mad and they get into fights over it. It happens all the time. That's something so, that we're dealing with yeah. at my house. <laughs> I'm well, like, you're going deaf. And he's like, no, you're getting quieter. And I, I am. I know. I do notice that when my medications aren't working as well or they're, I'm in an off yeah. state, that it's difficult to take a breath. You know, those muscles are subject to rigidity as well. So Absolutely. Yeah. It's become, yeah. it's, it's, I'm, yeah. So I'm doing my best to try to, to try to fight that. Yeah. But it's, I, yeah, it's difficult. So <laughs> I guess to finish off this, this, yeah. um, what you were saying, um, I don't know if you could say that it slows the symptoms, but it certainly gives the appearance that it's slowing the symptoms because it, you know what I mean? Um, yeah. I know they would feel like they feel like they would feel like they've made improvements. Like yeah. the symptoms have improved. Um, I've does used, that mean it's slowing it? I don't know. I've used the expression and I read this somewhere else, but I, th- it, and it wasn't in necessarily in, in regards to Parkinson's, but I like to say that I've changed the trajectory of my decline. Yes. yes. You know, and I'm, I don't. I don't like to exactly. necessarily use the word decline, but I mean that's what's basically happening. So I don't. You know, I still have Parkinson's, and people who exercise still have Parkinson's. It's not a cure, but I do think that there is there is some impact. There's some mitigation, whether it's making my medications more effective or whether it's having that physical strength um, makes you less susceptible to the ravages of Parkinson's, you know, like you talk about improving your balance, um, you know, boxing improves your strength and strength is, and balance is just basically you being able to exert, yeah. you know, um, your, your, hold your body up and it's, or maintain your body's position in space, right? That's right. Proprioception, and and yes. resist and resist against external forces. So, yeah. I, you know, I think I kind of sometimes think like it doesn't really matter if it's scientific, if, if there's studies that back it up, there's enough right. anecdotal evidence. There's enough people out in the Parkinson's community experiencing this that that kind of makes it true. And yes. Therefore makes, therefore makes it vital. Yeah. And you know, I, I, my biggest message for people is that if you are not exercising, you need to start and it's never too late. And, That's right. and you know, right. despite the fact that we're talking about rock steady boxing and all these things, it doesn't have to be a Parkinson's specific program. If there isn't one available in your area, you could be like Donna and go and find, um, 
a, a trainer or someone or just go to the gym and start exercising or you could, you know, do whatever, but you, you do need to exercise. Being active is, is good, but exercise is um, like specific targeted exercise is I think what most people need to be doing. You That's know. right. And the one thing that runs right through um, power moves and rock steady is this um, idea of what they call forced use, which means that you have to work um, at, at, a, at an intensity yeah. that, that's harder than you would um, just yeah. on your own, yeah. which is why the programs work so well. We make you work harder than you might if you just went out for a walk on your own. You come to a class, whether it's power moves or, or rock steady, and yeah. uh, the intensity is going to be up. And, and they found that the intensity has to be as hard, and it's different for everybody. What, what I might find difficult would be different for you. Yeah. Um, I'd probably find it much harder. <laughs> but um, the, the point is it has to be intense for whatever yeah. intense is for you. Yeah. So, I mean, benefits. one of the things that I've talked about in some of my other podcasts are, um, is the fact that we exercise for the, not just because we, we want to, we exercise for the adaptations that our body makes. Yeah, in respite, right. Yep. So you want to elicit, you have to continuously, um, you know, make what you're doing more and more difficult because your body becomes, if you keep doing the same thing over and over again, your body becomes good at that. So I think that for a lot of people, it's difficult to challenge themselves, right? You know, you need some help. You need a coach or something. And that's why coming to the rock steady classes was so good is because it, it wasn't just me there, like, you know, hitting a bag by myself, right? You had someone kind of encourage you on, you know, pointing out, you know, your form and stuff like that. So group, yeah. um, group fitness, uh, working with a personal trainer, taking classes, those are, you know, if you, if you can, I think those are even more beneficial because they're going to push you harder. You're going to work harder with a group of people. You're going to feel good. You're going to get that social aspect. So, well, yeah. that's right. And if I could just make a point on that, you, you mentioned group fitness in general. If you look at a, um, like a non Parkinsonian fitness group, like a boot camp, for instance, yeah. um, you would probably see a fair amount of camaraderie mm-hmm. amongst the participants, but let's face it, they're there for their, themselves, right? To, right? to get more fit. And you probably wouldn't see this. You would not see the same phenomenon that happens in rock steady. So yeah. the motivation isn't just coming from the people who are teaching the class. It's coming from the other, what we call them, we call them fighters. Yeah. So that is what makes rock steady so special is that you, I started noticing this really quickly we, we often line up at the end and we do it at what I call our speed round where you get 20 seconds to hit the bag yeah, and you go to the end of the line. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and you're just uh, hopping and hopping. Yeah. But I started noticing high fives and, and boxing glove touches yeah. amongst the participants. Like, way to go, Bob. Way to go, Henry. Yeah. You know, it's like, oh my gosh, like, look at this. And Dr. Mishley out of Seattle, which I'm, I'm sure you know about Dr. Mishley, she recently talked a lot about the dangers of social isolation and, and, and lack of community. Yeah. Yeah. Um, she said that the, it's, it's, it's one of the, the worst things that can cause, like being socially, socially isolated um, has a more effect on how quickly you're going to decline. Yeah. Um, so if you stay at home and, and hide from the world, it, you know, the disease will, will proceed much quicker. Yeah. So when you come out to, one of these kind of a classes, it's just, it's just amazing how they, 
work together. And there's none of that fear that we both talked about going to a uh, support group. There's none of that worry about going there and thinking, oh, this is what I'm going to look like. You go there and you thought, holy smokes, look at what I'm capable of doing. Yeah. Look at what these people are doing. I, I can do that. Really? I see this. I see people come for the first time. They'll sit, sit in the chair and watch it. And they, first of all, they look totally confused because it just looked like craziness and chaos, um, especially in my park school group for some reason. Um, and then some of them are scared and they don't want to come back. And But the ones that come back and almost all of them do, they wind up sticking with it and staying with yeah. it. So you can't downplay the importance of that community that is built in that class. It's just yeah. amazing. Yeah, um, I So it, 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 I find it comes from each other, not just from me. They're promoting, they're supporting and motivating each other, which is just amazing. Thank you for joining me today on the Parkinson's Road podcast. Tune in next time for part three, where Doug shares how he came to be one of the two Canadian ambassadors for the Davis Finney Foundation. And he offers advice to those who work with people with Parkinson's, people who care for people with Parkinson's, and for those of us with Parkinson's. Until next time.